0: This episode is brought to you by ShowMeTheCovers.com. Use Grapple for 25% off. Alrighty, folks, we are back with another episode of Ramblings with a Grappleman. I am Matthew Priest. I'm being joined today by a very special guest. Actually, the first guest in the history of this show that is, that I did not meet through uh, the wrestling business. Um, It's a good friend of mine, Eddie Tab. Welcome to Ramblings of a Grappleman. How are you doing today?
1: I'm doing great. Happy to be here. Excited to uh, get this show started.
0: This is a special episode because it's going to be a music-driven episode. And the reason we're doing this today is because Eddie here, uh, quite the vocalist, quite the talented individual here, he uh, created a theme song for the ramblings of a grappleman podcast here we have a little collaborative effort um but eddie how long have you been singing and tell us a little bit about your background i guess in music in general
1: sure um i've been doing music for for years going back to uh early grade school and uh just always naturally found it very easy for me it, it just connects with me in a way that uh i can feel it and uh so i've been doing uh music i was in a rock and roll band for a long time we were kind of hard rock the band was called broke in uh no longer together i uh, did an album about 20 years ago very small um but yeah that, that was uh part of it but at the same time i was also doing like classical chorus type work and i was in uh honors choirs and went to like music camps over the summer and uh so i had my heavy metal um part of me but then i also had like the classical chorus part of me and uh It's just helped me to really love music on all spectrums. So you can't name a genre of music and have me say, oh, I absolutely hate it. I appreciate it because music speaks to everybody very differently. And uh, nobody's wrong about how they feel about a song. Um, Or even if you're a guy who likes heavy metal and that's your thing, you still might find a song out there that just connects with you. Just the words or the chords that are being played or the key that it's being done in. And, uh, so I love all music, uh, respect all musical artists. And, um, yeah, so I was in a heavy metal band. I was in choirs and then I got to my, uh, my mid twenties and I found myself without music and, uh, just didn't happen on purpose. It just happened. Uh, found my way back to music one day. I was walking, uh, in my local town here at a festival and a barbershop quartet type group was walking around singing. And, uh, I needed to get music back in my life, and found uh, my way to that. So now I'm in a barbershop quartet and a barbershop chorus—quite the uh, the world away from the heavy metal band of years ago. But it's still a way to connect with music and have a lot of fun.
0: Uh, absolutely, and and it's funny you mentioned um, you know the band from 20 years ago, and we've we've talked, and we'll just put it online. But we've probably been—I've probably seen your band live. Uh, we have probably been to concerts together before Definitely. we even knew. Before we even knew who each other were, we didn't really officially know each other until, God, it's already been almost nine years, I think. Um, I think this year is then, yeah, yeah it nine, nine years. years. Eight or nine years. Um, we started working together, and it's just, you, we start telling stories about concerts and stuff, and it's like, oh my God, we crossed. You were there. Oh, yeah, I was there, too. Probably smashing each other in a mosh pit or two. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> but uh, it, it's awesome you talk about the, the classical chorus and then the barbershop quartet, because it's more than a barbershop quartet you're in now as well, too, because you have like a whole chorus group of a cappella singers. Uh, yeah. Tell us a little bit about
1: that. So I'm in this group. Uh, it's called Harmony Town Chorus. We're based out of Southeast Michigan. It's a chorus of just all volunteers. No one's one's getting any money to do this. Uh, it's just about the love of music and, uh, the chorus on any given night's around 20 guys. Um, when I joined the group, I brought the average age of members down quite significantly. So these guys (laughs) are usually uh, a little bit older. Um, we've done some recruiting lately. There's, there's guys younger than me now, but, uh, Yeah. It's the, the, the main focus of what we do musically it's, it's about the barbershop music. Yes. But it's about the storytelling. It's about the emotions that a song brings to you. Um, You know, you just hear, you can hear the opening guitar chord and it just shoots you back to, you know, a memory of when you first heard it or something that was happening when that song was being played, or it just takes you to a place where you remember somebody who may not be with you anymore these days. And that is is what the heart of what this course does is uh, you know, we do, we do music that people know uh, so you can connect with it. And uh, it's, it's a lot of fun uh, and everybody who does it is so passionate about doing it that it, it makes it something that uh, you know, you just want to be a part of.
0: Uh, Absolutely. And like, I got to see you guys uh, at a concert and it was, I like how you mentioned the story there because it was fun and live entertainment's live entertainment, whether it be the wrestling business the uh, music business, uh, act, the theater business. I mean, no matter what it is, uh, I've heard it referred to, especially during the pandemic, as gig entertainment. Um, yeah. and, and gig entertainment uh, really took a hit in the last year and a half. But I got to see you guys uh, perform and do your act, and It's entertaining. It's fun. And a lot of our listeners are wrestlers, so they are used to being in this. And, and this, that opening guitar chord, as you alluded to, is so important in wrestling. The first second of a theme song is everything. Oh, next you
1: you, uh, you you don't know who's coming out and all of a sudden you hear the glass break you know who's coming out like and you get pumped about it and it just that music just gets you into a zone that you weren't in previously it, it just connects with people so differently than like just a, an image it I don't know it, it touches everybody differently but the same at the same time and it's I don't know that I've just always really loved music and the power behind it. Um, There's a lot of science that'll tell you, you know, people with uh, like Alzheimer's and people with, you know, uh, some some issues as they get older, they may not remember people's names, but they will remember every lyric to a song. And it's just weird how the brain connects with music. And I don't know. It's fun. And I I will not let music leave my life again like I did in my mid 20s.
0: That's awesome. It's funny you say that too, because like there's somebody I knew who their their father or stepfather had dementia really really bad, and but he drummed. He was a drummer. So whenever he w- he would forget his daughter's name, who he's known for 30 some years, and he would forget other people's names and not who he wouldn't even recognize his own wife some days. But he could go down there, get on his drum kit, and just play whatever song he wanted to and play it perfectly. And it's just an incredible thing. Uh, Whenever they would tell me that, they actually had video of him doing it. And it was just, you could tell, even with dementia, no matter where he is at, especially with mental health being such a big thing across the spectrum, that's about as severe as it gets. But music is definitely the root to um, some kind of inner peace and inner happiness, I believe.
1: Yeah, I I completely agree. And a lot of the people that we sing to uh, weren't planning on hearing us. Um, we get booked for gigs sure um, but a lot of what we try to do is just get out and put music out in front of people and uh, you know they'll be walking by and maybe we're on a street corner singing or uh, you know we kind of set ourselves up where people passing by will see us at a at a summer festival or something like that and it's just always cool to hear the songs that people want to hear or the songs that connected with them that they weren't expecting to hear and I don't know it We've had really uh, cool interactions with people. Uh, Plenty of times brought people to tears. Um, You know, like uh, a song like Let Me Call You Sweetheart. It's an old, old song, Um, but it's still, you know, well known to this day. And the connection that people have with that song with like a loved one. It's really cool because for us, it's a really easy song to sing. It's short. We do it for Valentine's Day, that kind of thing. Um, but we probably end up singing that song at just about every event we go to. And sometimes it's a sing along with the whole group of, uh, you know, everyone in the audience and other times it's, it's a moment where people like, it brings them to tears cause it, you know, reminds them of a loved one or someone that they've lost. Uh, we've heard so many times, like that song for me, is isn't anything, but I know that song for my grandma and grandfather, that was their song and... Yeah, just those connections uh, that music makes. That it's just different, and it transcends, uh, transcends race and age. Uh, you know, music is for everybody, and that's how it's meant to be shared.
0: Absolutely, and uh, I think like, it's cool you say that, um, and, and the emotion that it draws from it. And you you alluded to Stone Cold Steve Austin's glass breaking song, and the See, reaction you knew
2: of,
0: what it was that All you that, do is the, like, that that it elicits, and and other theme songs in wrestling and just theme songs in life in general. Sometimes it's just like Amazing Grace might be one of the most iconic songs of all time. Everybody knows it, and it'll bring people to tears. On the flip side, in wrestling, when you have a really, really well-told story and a really, really well-told match, uh, and it's the, the crowd can get emotionally invested into it. When you have anyone emotionally invested into it, whether it be music uh, to the level of tears or I mean, your metal band, Elation on stage where you get people jumping, bouncing, nodding their head, whatever it might be. The ultimate thing I think is everyone in the crowd singing along to a song. But when you have that audience participation or that uh, initial reaction to any type of music or anything you're doing, like, like wrestling, especially when you have a really well-told match, really well-done match, good story, you get that raw emotion out of people. That's all that. It, that's all that it matters, and that's what they come for: is to suspend their disbelief and have some kind of connection to what they're paying their money to see it or invest
1: in. Yeah. I mean, they want to feel something. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, yeah, everybody wants to see the latest and greatest move that somebody can do, but sure. it's got to go somewhere. Otherwise you would just, it'd be like a slam dunk contest, you know, like, Yep. go do your coolest thing and that'll be it. But it, it's all about the, the setup, the delivery, and then the cliffhanger, you know, it, then what happens, your mind starts going wild and you're like, conjuring all this stuff up and then nothing that you thought of happened and it's you know unexpected and uh you know that it just brings in so many different elements and it's really
0: cool i love you i love you comparing to a slam dunk contest because that's something that uh, you're not a wrestler you're not in nope you've never trained to be in the wrestling business or anything like that nope but I, so many young wrestlers just focus on the moves and do the move, do the move, do the move. And I, years ago, I know somebody had said, like, would you rather just watch a slam dunk contest every night of the week or would you rather have a game that's got seven, eight lead changes, back and forth, then one team pulls away, if the other team makes a comeback to get it close, maybe it goes to overtime and you've got this up and down, back and forth story throughout the game. Which we know is like classic games. And you being, I know you played football and been a part of some football games. And mm-hmm. nothing's nothing is better than a great back and forth, tightly contested football game, as opposed to the skills competition, dunk contest, or the quarterback uh, passing into the moving targets and stuff. Sure, it's cool every once in a while, but you can't do it every every night of the week. It gets redundant.
1: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You know, you go for those like you, you got to build it up and then you can create something iconic. You know, they can think of, you know, as a person who is not involved in the wrestling world, there's moments that I can think of in my head that are just truly iconic wrestling moments that are just part of, you know, the, uh, pop culture. If you want to sure. say, uh, fire off some that, you know, awesome, that oh, you know. Uh, just, <laughs> uh, you know, Hulk Hogan and, uh, Andre, the giants is the mm-hmm. first one that I'm thinking of. I think everybody can think of that moment that like, it built up to it. So if if Andre and Hulk, you know, had gotten together and that happened the first time, you know, he slams them there's no build up there. It's like, "Oh, okay, that's but the fact that like it it was a build up almost like a changing of the guards, you know, like that's the poetry in the in the storytelling and the writing and uh yeah, those those are the kind of things that, you know, um Songs can kind of do too. Uh, not every song is going to elicit, uh, you know, memories that you know you like. Those core songs or those those songs that just kind of transcend time. Um, it's it's just got a different way of doing it. For for sure, and
0: those moments aren't memorable without the build to it, without the getting there. The 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 chorus of a song needs a good verse to get to it it needs a good intro you could have the greatest chorus on earth written and sang perfection but if you don't have a song structure around it nobody's going to a good song structure around it no one's ever going to hear that chorus as it's not going to to catch on without the full complete song and in a wrestling match no one's gonna remember Hulk Hogan or the Giant if it doesn't have that story built to it. You create to the moment. You create to the the memorable parts. Um, like going back to music's not necessarily a chorus, but one of the more iconic things in music is they always they always hear people talk about Slash's guitar solo in November Rain. Sure. This song yeah. gets built up the whole way, and then you get to this guitar solo, and it's memorable. It's iconic. It stands out. I just I just mentioned it. You had no idea it's coming, and you react to it because that's sure. Such a, a a notable moment in the history of music.
1: Yeah, and while you were saying that, I'm hearing that guitar solo in my head just <laughs> playing. You know, it's, it is one of those moments. It does build up. You know, Bohemian Rhapsody is another one. Oh. It starts off, you know, real slow, but that song just keeps going and going and going and going, and you know, finally builds up to something, and then it comes down the hill, and uh, you know, tapers off towards the end. And I don't know those those types of uh, musical. Memories or uh, compositions are, you know, they're truly special because they're, you know, they mean a lot to the people that are performing them, but also to the people listening to them. You know, uh, even Bohemian Rhapsody wasn't a hit at first and it had to build on people. It had to listen to it and had to grow on them. And, uh, you know, that kind of took a while. And now, you know, everybody knows pretty much that song front to back. Interesting. Named a movie, yeah, they named a movie after it about
0: Queen. It wasn't the sure. Queen story. It wasn't the Freddie Mercury story though. The name of the movie was Bohemian Rhapsody, and it's just, but yeah, it's 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 cool how you everything just kind of ties together with with those iconic moments.
1: Um, yeah, but Wayne's every, World. Oh, go ahead. But yeah, but not every song can do what Bohemian Rhapsody does. Nor do you want it to. Um, I was actually watching bringing it to the uh, the local. Um, Detroit connection here but I was uh, watching something on um, Motown uh, and uh, people that were closely connected with Motown were part of this documentary and one of the things they said for like especially their hits they said it has to catch the person within the first three seconds and if you think about it any Motown Motown song that you listen to in the first three seconds you go oh yeah and and they didn't do those like slow buildups they were like we're going to catch them immediately and every one of those songs is distinct so you do need those moments even in like the wrestling world where people can connect immediately to it you know right off the bat you know what oh my gosh what was that what's going on i want to know more about that or you know you've got my attention let's see what happens i think that ties
0: I i think that ties back to the theme song in wrestling if you've got this long drawn out build sure it works for one or two guys here and there but People want to the glass breaking as you alluded to the rock with his do you smell with the rock is instantly people know what it is. Three seconds. You got to know, recognize what it is or who's coming out.
1: Yeah, it's uh, I don't know. It, it's cool. And people do it differently. Um, you take you take uh, Stone Cold's uh, you know, theme song and you put it to another wrestler and it doesn't it doesn't work. It doesn't have the same effect. So you have to match those words.
0: I love that you said that. I love that you said
1: that. Yeah, so you can't, um, uh, I don't know, just relating it back to your song, um, it it was something that connected with you. So you reached out to me about it and said, this is my vision. You know, What what can we do to put this together? Uh, It wouldn't be the same for somebody else. It wouldn't necessarily make sense. So that's part of it too. I wouldn't have taken your song and said, well, let's do a country beat to it it that just wouldn't make sense for what you're doing um i just use country as a random uh sure. difference from like a sea shanty um so yeah let's, let's of, yeah we can ahead. get into that
0: a little bit more now so a little setup uh to the song here that uh, eddie recorded for for the ramblings of grappling podcast and all podcasts that come underneath this network i guess um but my theme song when i wrestled was an iron maiden um I took an Iron Maiden song that was nine and a half minutes long and I cut all the vocals out of it and chopped it together and edited it up to where it was like my theme song had had a you know, distinct open, close. But that's not gonna work for the podcast. I for one can't use licensed music and two, um I'm not setting the tone that we're coming out here for a, a wrestling match, we're here for a discussion. But uh, I'd been thinking about it for a long time, a song or something, and I I just didn't really know what to do, so I've just been using the generic whatever the podcast app gives you to to use. But earlier, yes, it was late last year, early this year, there was a song that went kind of viral through TikTok from what my wife had told me. Um, And then just hearing other people talk about it, it was called The Wellerman, which is a classic sea shanty. Kind of gained some notoriety through... The last few months to where people started doing parodies of it, including a group of guys that we happen to be fans of their TV show and very entertained by the Trailer Park Boys did a version of it <laughs> called yep. The Kitty Man. And then I was like, oh, man, Wallerman, Kitty Man, Grappleman. It all kind of goes together. So I'm like, i would be cool to have like a, a theme song or like a song about, you know, Grappleman. And then I just thought about it at the time. And then that 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 peak you know, trends get hot, and then they fade out real quick, and I kind of forgot about it. And and I heard it again, uh, like the Wellerman song. I heard it again on some video or something. I said, oh, yeah, I wanted to do something like that. And I was talking it was actually my wife said, he was like, well, I'm sure Eddie and his guys could record a version of it for you. So that's how I reached out to you. And, well, you ended up saying, screw the boys, uh, I'll just take care of everything myself. <laughs> But yeah, I we, love
1: you, my boys dearly, but uh, it is a little bit more uh, cumbersome to coordinate with a bunch of people when something's in your head. Yeah. They don't know what I was trying to do, and I knew I I had an angle that I wanted to take on it. So. Yeah, I went solo on this one.
0: So so yeah, basically the song I, I sent the Kitty Man version to Addie I was like, hey, here's the song, and you know I'm. I can't speak for you, but I'm sure you were rather entertained by it and it got some creative juices flowing. And then we just kind of threw some lyrics together, tying it to like my story from being a wrestler to the different podcasts I host, and then ending up mostly as my career mostly being a ring announcer and a commentator, podcaster. So try to tie this little story together, inspired by that song, wrote some generic lyrics, sent them over to Eddie, and then Eddie, you can take it from here with what you did.
1: Sure. So saw that. And uh, Dave asked me, you know, can we work with us? And I said, sure. Let me let me put my let me put my thoughts to it and I'll get back to you soon. So Sea Shanty, Um, I actually went back into the archives of when I was in like more classical groups. And um, it was it was uh, a male course that I was in. Uh, I was 16 guys. And uh, we did this song called Biker Hill, B-Y-K-E-R Hill. And um, it's a sea shanty. And that song connects with me because it was a song that we loved to do. It was really fun. And just sea shanties kind of have a a, a vibe uh, to them that is unique. So when he brought me the Kitty Man or the Wellerman, you know, it related me right back to Biker Hill. So then I asked, you know, hey, you have the sea shanty angle going. Um, Do you mind if I take it and do what I want to do with it, which is keep your theme, but I'm going to use a different tune to it. So Dave never heard the song and he said, well, I'm going to trust whatever you're going to do here. So go for it. Uh, So he, Dave wrote all the lyrics for it and then he sent it to me, but he had done it thinking Kitty Man. So I had to do a little bit of editing on the lyrics just to adjust it to this song and um, spent uh, a couple weeks thinking about it. So it was like all in my head at that point and I knew what I wanted to do, but putting it into an actual recording, uh, you know, it doesn't always translate. So uh, got to work on it one night and uh, spent probably about four hours total uh, from start to finish, um, but did everything myself. So everything you're hearing um, other than the, uh, the, the couple uh, sound bites at the beginning um, are coming either from my voice or me pounding on a table or something. So I tried to take the, the sea shanty vibe and translate it to the lyrics that Dave had come up with and then take it into what I thought I could do for him. So that is where the song kind of came from. And I had a lot of fun doing it. Um, created a, a just a real quick version just to get the concept down, sent that to Dave. He's like, that's cool. I was like, okay. And then so I, I took it over and uh, started from scratch again to get, uh, you know, after my first round uh, first round in. And then I decided to, uh, you know, finish what we had uh, talked about. Threw it over to Dave. He said, this is great. Made a couple adjustments. And uh, that's what you hear now.
0: Yeah, so I guess we we'll might as well just play it in for it. It's, I enjoyed it. It was exactly what – it turned out better than I think I could have imagined. And, and I like that you took your – creativity your original uh style to it to add to it Taking okay the sea i like how you explain this she's shanty vibe this and yeah it's easy to, to do what the you know the kitty man off the weatherman but you this is its own it's its own thing i mean it is inspired by multiple songs and i always say that with 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 wrestling uh when i would tell wrestlers like i'd always ask them who are your three favorite wrestlers or yeah. what are your three favorite you know, always find three things and then you find a hybrid of all three and you 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 climb it in and that's kind of what this turned out to be. I love it. I'm mean, I might be biased here, but um, I absolutely love it. A few people I've shown it to, they love it. But I guess here's our world premiere on the ramblings of a grappleman of uh the grappleman.
2: Home, 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 home. Home, home. Oh, there was a man who grappled a beast That man's name was Matthew Priest His boots laced tight and his wrist tape snug Ramble, ramble, my grapple man The grapple man soon may come To ramble, rant, and flap his gums one day when the grapplers scrum, he'll talk about the wrestling world. Well, Priest got his boys and they gathered round. They gambled picks from a site they found, in hopes they'd hit their fists will pound. Gamble, gamble, degenerates. The grapple man soon may come to ramble, rant, and flap his gums. One day when the grapplers scrum, he'll talk about the wrestling world. He continued his journey with an expedition, his old pal dubbed an elite edition. Weekly discussions became their call, together they break it down in full. The grapple man soon may come to ramble, rant, and flap his gums. One day when the grapplers scrum, he'll talk about the wrestling world. As his in ring bouts wound down, he found himself on a microphone, alive and kicking to the bone. Before he shouts, here we here go! We go! The Grapple Man soon may come to ramble, rant, and flap his gums. One day when the grapplers scrum, he'll talk about the wrestling world. The Grapple Man soon may come to ramble, rant, and flap his gums. One day when the grapplers scrum, they'll talk about the wrestling world.
0: So there you have it, folks. That is going to be the new theme song for Ramblings of the Grappleman. Grappleman by Eddie Tab. Uh, thank you so much for that again, man. It's I, I love it. It's awesome.
1: Hey, you're very welcome. It was a lot of fun to do. Uh, like I said, I just love having music in my life. So when somebody comes to me with something meaningful in theirs, Uh, you know, Dave's very passionate about this podcast. Um, you know, I've got my Grappleman, uh, uh, shirt uh, that he had on sale not too long ago. Get yours uh, to (laughs)
0: ProWrestlingTees.com
1: slash Matthew Graves. (laughs) So, um, you know, when, when, when a friend of mine comes to me with one of their passions and my passion can help him, you know, that's, that's the kind of stuff that I want to do. Music has now connected me and Dave again Um, which it has done time and time again through the stories that we're telling about, you know, past concerts or, you know, songs that really meant a lot to us. And now we've got a new one and uh, couldn't be happier to be able to to do that for you. And uh, I don't know, hope everybody on the uh, the podcast that hear it, you know, has a chance to connect with it in a different way or, you know, kind of find it cool and, uh, you know, just enjoy it. That's what it's about. But all the lyrics are from Dave. So, you know,
0: there's a talent connection there too you're the the talent behind them and and this year it's you know last year i think it opened up a lot of people's eyes to how important music was especially to 2020 there's no concerts so you get the, the live concert experience was then digitized it was like that a home experience in some way shape or form and a lot of things in the world changed but people were listening to more music it was documented and proven that more people listen to music last year than they had in previous years just to get through the pandemic but concerts are back this year Eddie and I know we went and saw Slipknot together a few years ago and it seems like everyone is just ready to get back out on the road even people who don't even have new albums are like you know what we're, we're playing concerts the world's opening up and it's it's an exciting time to be a fan of music no matter what kind of music you like because you I feel like every day I'm seeing a new advertisement for some new concert that's getting announced
1: yeah i uh i actually was at a wedding just a few weeks ago uh out in uh, philadelphia and uh you know other than my friend getting married one of the the peak moments for me is they had a jazz band and oh nice. they played live it was like a six-piece group with uh you know people playing multiple instruments depending on the song and uh i mean that's really the first uh, live performance that I've seen a really long time. And I, I just found that I connected with it differently than, you know, like a DJ playing, you know, a song that's already, you know, been recorded and uh, you know, good news for me and my group because uh, singing uh, pre-vaccination was one of the, uh, the most risky things that you could do, you know, transmitting, you know, your voice at a high level, pushing air out. Um, so we really struggled for a while there with that. So now that, you know, things are starting to change, we can do those kinds of things again, you know, just made you realize how important it really was because music is best shared, absolutely best shared. It's not meant to be kept in. It's meant to, you know, connect with people and, uh, you know, ready to get back out there and, um, you know, share our music with people and touch their lives. We did a a concert very recently for uh, uh, a group of, Rosie the Riveters, another local Detroit connection here. And, uh, you know, it got those those ladies, I think, are late 80s, early 90s in their age. And it got them out of their feet and dancing along. We were doing King of the Road and, uh, you know, brought them to their feet. Uh, Other songs had tears coming down their face, you know, out of good memories. And that's the kind of thing that, you know, I want to be able to do. So I'm so happy that I was able to help you. Uh, with a song for this that uh, meant something to you meant something to me and now it means something you know different now that it's done
0: absolutely And is there any uh if there's any grappleman or anybody out here listening to this in the michigan area that wants to uh try their hand at the singing and the types of stories you're saying connecting with people how can they uh, do such a thing
2: uh
1: we have a website it's really easy it's www we sing barbershop.com. Uh, the name of the group is the harmony town chorus. And we are a, uh, a chapter of the barbershop harmony society. Uh, that's a worldwide society of barbershop singers. And um, we sing currently, uh, we rehearse on Tuesday nights at 7:30 PM in, uh, in Wayne, Michigan, like Wayne Westland border, right off Michigan Ave. And uh, anybody's welcome to come join um, no cost. And you don't need any experience. You just need to bring a, you know, a passion to want to do it. And we will provide you all the materials and everything that you would need to uh, be successful. And uh, welcome anybody who wants to come join us, or just come listen. You don't even have to sing yourself. You just want to come watch.
0: I didn't know that was the option to come watch. But no, there's, a, I know there's a lot of wrestlers out here who have singing backgrounds too. So those of you listening, hit up, hit up Eddie. Check out the we sing com. Find Harmony Town Chorus. Show up on a random Tuesday night. What else are you doing? There's no wrestling shows that night, so if you want to get out of the house, <laughs> uh, show up on a Tuesday and uh, and and hook up with Eddie and the boys and sing a song. You also have your own quartet, though, if I'm not mistaken. Is this correct?
1: I, yeah. Um, so from the chorus, uh, the chorus to do a song with a chorus takes a lot of coordination. You know, it's a lot different. I'm sure putting on a wrestling show than it is to put on one bit of that wrestling show. Absolutely. So a quartet gives you a different opportunity to put songs together that maybe wouldn't fit a full chorus because of the time it took to learn it. So uh, I'm in a quartet called the Bee's Knees. Uh, We actually just won an international fan-favorite competition that the Barbershop Harmony Society put out, so that was a really cool win for us. Um, Because on a talent level, we can't compete with the top quartets. They're just... They're on a different level. Um, but as a fan favorite, we had an opportunity, and we actually won that. So that was really cool. Um, so you can check us out on YouTube if you look up the bee's knees. Uh, we actually we were talking Queen earlier. Uh, the one song that we did is Don't Stop Me Now, and that was a lot of fun to do. And uh, we made a video for that uh, to celebrate Barbershop Quartet Day. That was back in April. Nice. I did check that out. It is entertaining.
0: As you said, you know, fan favorite. I thought you guys were very talented. I, I know that there's more levels to it as it is with wrestling where people can watch a, a, a local match and go, oh, that's just great, it should be on TV. And then you see the some of the guys that are on that highest, highest level and you go, okay. But for a novice like me, an amateur year, I think you guys sound amazing. I love it.
1: Well, thank you. It's for harmonizing chords and barbershop is all about, uh, it's all about fun. And that's how, you know, barbershop singing started originally. You know, uh, there's a reason it's called barbershop. Uh, there's guys hanging around, you know, and they were, you know, one guy's singing a melody and the next guy, he joins in with some kind of harmony. And then another guy drops into, you know, the low bass notes. And then, you know, you need somebody who can, you know, sprinkle in the middle and um, yeah, you get your four part harmonies that way. And that's how barbershop singing got started. And that's what we like to continue is, is keeping the fun, and uh, you know we don't do a lot of competitions and stuff like that because that takes a different level of fun. So we like singing out for people more.
0: That and that's all that matters. Putting smiles on people's faces, no matter what the form of entertainment is, it's you use in the uh, the four part harmony. I mean, that's kind of the foundation for even a lot of like hair metal bands. I feel like they're the backup singers. And mm-hmm. it was a big thing in the 80s. And it had a little bit of a comeback in the metal world where we talk about where you had multiple singers harmonizing with each other. It walks, it goes across all types of music. So if you're really a fan of anything, any type of music, I'm sure you'll appreciate the vocals of, uh, of a barbershop quartet, especially when you if you've got multiple singers in a group. I think like I know the big country artist was the Dixie Chicks. That was a big part of their thing was how their all their voices came together. But in the uh, the rock world, I know was it Motley Crue and um, who was the other 80s band that had the three singers that all would come together and people would lose their minds over? Was it Poison? That was a hair band. Uh, Or oh, it's Bon Jovi. Uh, Bon Jovi always has all the. They have all the multiple. I think the drummer's got a mic. You know, Richie's got his mic. Old John Bond, of course, has his, and they all come together multiple points. So their choruses are always multiple harmonizing voices coming together, and that was a big reason for their success. And you take all that, you take all the instruments out, and I'm sure it's still going to sound great. And it would go back to the foundation that is barbershop.
1: Yeah, and one of the things about recording. Um, Versus a live show is like the recording that I did for you. One of the reasons that I wanted to do it myself is because I knew what I wanted to do with the harmonies. So when you're recording, it's actually easier to record tight harmonies as one vocalist because of the way your voice and your, just the way that an individual sings is different between multiple people. So when you record it, it's a little bit different in a chorus setting. Uh, you can like match vowels and listen live and make those adjustments. Uh, But when you get into like an on-stage type thing, um, it really takes people to connect to be able to match those harmonies uh, because you got to be able to predict one another, you know, you know, kind of same as wrestling. You know, if you got somebody out there who's just doing their own thing, it's hard to work with that person because you don't know how, how you play into the picture. Uh, So you, you, you have to, rehearse that stuff you got to really uh be connected with those other musicians so that you can make beautiful noise without uh it just sounding like four individual good musicians who have no idea how to be an actual like unit that puts out something for everybody uh versus yeah it's it it's a different kind of connection um you know so when you have a solo artist who's got the uh You know, the band behind them, the hired the hired hands who are uh, supporting them, you know, they're kind of running everything the way that they want it. But when you get to another group who it's your four musicians trying to make that common goal, uh, that's where the magic really happens, because music is collaborative, uh, just like wrestling would be. You know, you take my idea, take your input. Now we've created a a better idea than it would have been on its own
0: that's usually how a match kind of comes together a little behind the scenes for folks you know usually the first thing you say to every wrestling is like, what what ideas you got and then it's a back and forth collaborative effort where you try to piece something together um but but going to your point too where you know almost in a, in a barbershop kind of way where it started in its roots wrestling started in its roots too where it was mostly improv and you would they call it call it in the ring where guys knew what they were doing they were trained professionals and instead of rehearsing the matches you would just it was music in a sense where you would lock up and you'd grab your headlock or your wrist lock or whatever it might be and while you're there you're like okay the crowd's reacting this way let's flow here and it would just flow you talk to each other in the ring and say all right crowd's biting for this i mean rick flair is by the most notorious guy for never planning a single thing in his matches but he would just (laughs) go out there and tell this you know, improvis- improvis- improvisational performance, and just feed off the crowd. He's gonna chop you two or three times. He's gonna hear you woo and react. Then he's gonna give you one. He'll, you know, Sting comes to mind where he gives him the big chop, and he'd tell him, you know, don't, don't react to it or tight. Like bow up to me after I chop, and then he would back off. Oh, and the crowd would just feed up and pound your chest. And then Sting would pound his. He would just tell him what to do. It's like the like having a great drummer. Uh, guiding the rest of the band along and in, in, in the music and he'd be the lead singer. And then the other harmonies could come in and, and just follow along with what he was doing. that's how, that's why he's considered the, the greatest of all time. Cause he didn't plan a thing. He just went out there and told the guys what to do. And he just had the match and the crowd would feed off of whoever he was wrestling. And it's awesome. How music can kind of come together. And speaking of great theme songs, Rick flares is very iconic as well.
1: Yep. Not and, that's one of the things that's kind of cool about, you know, just live performances in general is you want to perform for people because you're making that connection, you know, whatever type of performance it is. So you do react to what the crowd is doing. Um, for example, if the crowd's eating it up, what do you do? You, you stay on that path. Yep. Uh, if you're getting nothing, you're going to try a different angle. You know, you, you switch it up. And a lot of our performances, I mean, the group that I sing in, no joke, we probably have 100 songs that we could sing, like, just call it out and we could do it. Um, that's unique in the musical world. Um, this chorus that I'm in is, is 77 years old now, so we've got a foundation of people that have been in it for a long time. Uh, so you, you're taking an angle and, you know, maybe you get a, a, an impromptu sing-along. Uh, you can probably relate that to the wrestling world with like some kind of chant that maybe you weren't expecting the the crowd to participate in. So what do you do? You you do another sing along and you keep them engaged, or maybe you drop the song that was a little bit more, you know, touchy feely and and more low key, and you take another up tune and you 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 play with that and you keep the, the the people engaged. Versus you know stick to the script absolutely no matter what, no changes because this is what we rehearsed. You know you go out there and you're having fun and it's probably showing through your performance that you're enjoying it as much as they are. So you, you connect with them and you allow them to help guide you in what you want to do. And you have to be able to do that or you're going to lose your audience.
0: Absolutely. And um, we're going to wrap things up here in a minute, but you, you talk talking about changing it up and go the direction of the course. Were you at snow core 2001? I think it was by chance fear factory Kitty. Union Underground.
1: Nobody has the CD.
0: Slaves. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's funny. So at that show, Union Underground had us, they were playing, and they had a song. It was a slower song. It was called like Revolution Man. It was about John Lennon. And they were playing about two minutes into the song, and then the they the crowd wasn't feeling it. Because they had like two or three songs that were upbeat. They had the crowd going. And then they went into the slower songs. They probably only had a 25, 30 minute set. And they could tell they were losing the crowd. And then all of a sudden, he just says, so you guys aren't feeling this shit, are you? And the crowd reacts to it. And then you see him kind of turn around. They talk and they play, you know, one of their bigger, faster, more upbeat song called Friends, which isn't a hit. It wasn't a real popular song, but they could just tell the crowd wanted to, they wanted to mosh. They wanted to, they wanted something fast. And they, after about a minute and a half, two minutes of the slow song, they said, you know what? These people, they could see it. They aren't feeling it. Turn around, let's just, Give them the, our fastest song on the record that we probably they only they probably to play it live a handful of times. It's like, all right, let's just go into it. It's like you guys aren't feeling sorry, are all right, we'll give you something. And then boom, mm-hmm. they go into whatever totally different song on the spot. I mean, they weren't that great of a band, notoriously or famous or anything like that. But that was guys who they could read the audience, and I'll never forget that moment and the amount of respect I had for them to be able to identify adjust on the fly and then bang it out there and then they had the then they had the crowd going nuts
1: after it it was awesome well kind of same with like an impromptu encore i know a lot of concerts these days they plan for it so they play their block set they do you know their 11 songs then they're going to come out and then they're going to do the two songs that you know everybody came to hear and that's part of the encore but when you're part of like a true encore where you just won't let the band be done and they come back out and they, right, whatever guys, we're going to play this song. You guys yeah. are digging it. So we're going to play this song. It was off our first album. No one bought it. And it's like the true fans are like, yes, this is why I'm here. Like, these are the moments that I wanted to connect with. You know, just a really cool live thing that you just can't get from like, you know, popping in a, an album or listen to it through your headphones.
0: Absolutely. Well, Eddie, I enjoyed talking to you here today. I enjoyed the song Grappleman. You're going to hear, every, you know, you heard it earlier. You're going to hear it at the beginning of every episode going forward on ramblings of Grappleman. Um, one more time, Eddie, any, any place people can find you? Anything else you want to plug before we uh, sign off here today?
1: Nope, just uh, we sing barbershop.com if you want to check out us and what we do. And uh, yeah, invitation open. We are a men's chorus. And I would love any man who wants to come out and sing. uh, No history or experience needed. Just come join us. Awesome.
0: Thanks a lot, Eddie.
1: And um,
0: we appreciate you here. And everybody, all you folks out there in the Grappleman world, make sure you stay, Allie, A-L-I-V-E, alive and kicking. And we'll catch you back with another episode of Ramblings of a Grappleman here in the near future.